Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. You got your people's host with you, and I got here. That's right. These smooth waves coming out of the microphone, just, just breathing into your ears. That's right. The guy Chad is with me tonight. And before I bring him on, I just want to say we're recording live here tonight. Well, we being myself and uh, an empty hotel room on the beautiful Buffalo Thunder Resort. That's right, folks. Not sponsoring us at all. Uh, internet sucks. <laughs> Weather's hot, and I have a, a picture of Indians staring at me. What What are you staring at tonight, the guy, Chad? I'm not convinced Kevin Owens is going to AEW. Coming in hot. I'm just not. Like, I read that article today. I'm just not convinced that because back in July, he put a, a latitude-longitude coordinates on his Twitter page to Mount Rushmore, that that means we're going to get a Rushmore Wrestling stable get together again in AEW. I feel like Adam Cole going to AEW just meant that he was going to join the elite again. It was going to be with his old boys, you know, Omega and, and anyways, I'm doing good. How are you? (laughs) Well, I can see the, uh, the old, the old texting, uh, thread is getting to you today. I'm, I'm doing great actually. Uh, you know, I did mention I'm in New Mexico again. It's been a while since I've been down here really. It's like, uh, Man, geez, two months right now? Yeah, I've been in Colorado quite a bit lately, but here I am in New Mexico, and the internet sucks. Is that fake news, by the way? It's not fake news. We had somebody on our Facebook page say we we just post fake news, so. You know what's funny about that is uh, for all the fake news we post, he sure is. uh, You're not, listen, you are not following the Turnbuckle Report on Facebook if you're not listening to the show. That's not something you just randomly do. So thank you for the listen. Uh, it's too bad that you're a fucking douchebag in this world <laughs> and all you want to do is shit on everything. It's really, it really sucks. I mean, it really sucks. People that live their life and they're just, they're just trolling the fucking internet and they just want to run their mouth. Ma- you know what? How about you get the, get some fucking balls, go out and get a podcast. It's not really not that hard. If, if some fucking yokel like me can do it, you can do it uh, and, and give your opinions and then see how many fucks you really give when stupid motherfuckers like yourself get on here and want to criticize. So, I don't know, you about know what? That. Thank you. God bless. Move forward. I don't know about that. We've had other podcasts try to compete against us and have lost. So it's not an easy it's not an easy gig. It's easy to get on, is what I'm saying. It's, yeah, easy, it's easy to, to get yeah, on. Yeah, it's easy to ramble, but it's not easy to be successful. I can tell yeah. you firsthand from from no. doing this now for almost three years that being a podcaster is a very very hard thing to do. It's not easy to break into. It's not easy to get listeners, and it's certainly not easy to continuously watch the same content over and over and over again. So you have something to talk about. Is it a very difficult thing to do? And uh, we do this because we love it. And we do this because we're doing this that's for right. the fans. We're trying to do a fan service, really, I think. is is At least that's the way I put it in my head to tell myself every night to sleep well. <laughs> that we do this podcast <laughs> for the fan service. Uh, and I, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, especially when you have to deal with these people. I'm not going to lie. Even the big dog can get me heated on wrestling discussions. Like, you know, we not everybody's going to have the same... Um, 
outlook on wrestling. People are going to look at the wrestling a little different than the Correct. next person, you know. And everybody always thinks they know just a little bit more than the next guy about what's going on in the world of wrestling. And, and the truth of the matter is, wrestling is ever-evolving. It's, it's never the same, and it never stays the same. It's always changing. So it's really hard to stay on top of that and say, you know what? I know more than you and this guy and that guy. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day... The truth of the matter is, we all love wrestling. So why isn't that we can't have that kind of unity where it's we all love wrestling, and that's why you, I, and Josh, the big dog, started this podcast was to bring people together through, I don't know, a fan service, like I keep saying. So that's that's where that's my take on this. So to call us a fake news podcast, it's ridiculous. We don't we don't report wrestling news. We report what we feel is going on in wrestling and our predictions and what we saw. And damn. If we aren't right 99% of the time, I, I don't I don't know what else to tell you. Well, here's the thing. I'm not getting on these these sound waves to be fucking Ted Koppel of wrestling over here. I'm not doing that. I'm doing this simply because, what was it, three, four, three years ago now? Okay, you and I are hanging out in Chicago and uh, talking wrestling the entire time. Your beautiful wife looks over and says, oh, my God, I could listen to you guys all day. You should have a podcast of this. That's why we do this. Mm-hmm. Because, holy shit, you're right. It's a great way. Yeah, it's a great way to connect. It's a great way to get some get some thoughts out there. Keeps us connected with wrestling, connected with our family. I, I, I think it's a, I think it's great. Let me touch on one thing you said though about the big dog getting heated up. Mm-hmm. It dawns on me reading a lot of these texts, and it's really a shame that he couldn't be on tonight because uh, I'd love to say this to his face, and I probably will too. But in, nevertheless, I'm going to talk shit about him while he's not on here and can't defend himself because that that well, you, that's you can the, be the big dog's voice kind of host. That's right. That's the kind of host I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna act like you're on the show and bury you, and uh, laugh while you can't respond. <laughs> and uh, you know, you know, he'll get. A, he's got the type of sense of humor. He'll get a kick out of this, though. He'll get a kick out of it. Well, that's I'll the thing with you, the big dog. We're all still listening gonna be family to the big the dog. The bottom line. Period. Listening to his theories, and 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 I know we're gonna we're gonna get into this deep. So I'm just jumping right in. I'm just head first. Listening to his theories. First of all, folks, uh, let me frame this. All Out was fucking amazing. I think it was amazing. The guy thinks it was amazing. The guy was in, 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 in the audience. Okay, I was in Lo- Chicago. losing your freaking mind, by the way, mm-hmm. losing your mind. Uh, everybody in the world that watches wrestling thinks this thing was amazing, except for three people, three, 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 three factions: the Dogcast Father himself, CBS News, and what was the other one? Uh, what was the uh, other, the Bleacher Report? That, they gave it like a C plus. Bleacher Report. Report, Yeah. Yeah. So those three factions, and yes, the Dogcast Father is—he's a faction. Those three factions didn't uh, didn't enjoy it, and it dawns on me. Well, why wouldn't you do that? Why? How is it we are so? And that's that's how that's where I pretty much left the text. Right? Is how are we so far off on this? Like that makes it that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So I start dialing back and thinking, well, you know, Josh looks at it a little different, you know, and we look at it as a little different, a little, a little age gap there, you know. There's a little bit of you know what what we enjoy in wrestling and what maybe he enjoys in wrestling, and then it dawns on me, holy shit, my son, which is 13 by the way, should do a podcast with the Dogcast Father, because those two look at wrestling the exact same way. I'm watching All Out with my son, and I'm losing my mind. I am just. I'm losing it. I'm loving every minute of it. It get comes to the CM Punk match, and it's a slower pace match, which I love. I think that I think that AEW needs that. They need a little ground and pound, a little bit of, a little bit of slowing things down. If you go back to some of our archived archived episodes, that's the same thing I said about FTR coming over. I really like the slower down. Let's let's tell a story here. Josh shit all over that match because of how slow it was, right? Mm-hmm. 
and and there was other re- there was other reasons, but he hit that he hit those notes pretty hard. My son says the same thing. He looks right at me. He's like, "Dad, this is this is boring." And he starts telling me all the things he would change if he was booking this match. My thirteen year old son, and I look I look right over at him. I'm like, "Dude, can you just can you just suspend your belief for five minutes and just just suspend your belief for five minutes and act like this isn't all a work and just get caught up into it." And he he has a he has a tough time doing that. And maybe it's because I I you know smartened him up to the business a little too early. I don't know what it was, but. W- I had that moment and maybe you had that too. I know you had that. I was, I was like a tween when it finally dawned on me. Oh shit, this is all scripted. But for, there was years where I thought this shit was real, a hundred percent real. And maybe that's what I channel into when I watch wrestling is I want it to suspend my belief. I want it to do those things. And when you just got spot, spot fest after spot fest, it doesn't suspend my belief. One case in point, and I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you jump in on this. I loved the, the tag match of the Lucha brothers and, um, uh, um, oh Jesus, the kicky guys! What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> you always do this. You, you, you're young thinking bucks. of the Bucks, the Young Bucks. I don't know why I always do that. Anyway, uh, the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks was a phenomenal athletic performance. Notice I didn't call it a match. It was a phenomenal athletic performance because I, I was on the edge of my seat. I enjoyed every second of it. It is the, it is a match that I think will stand the test of time. I think in five years I'll go back and want to watch this match again. But here's the big difference, why I was more entertained with the CM Punk match. You can't do a Canadian destroyer off the top rope and that guy that just had that done to him gets up. He didn't kick out. That doesn't happen. It's a Canadian destroyer off the top rope. It's the ultimate fucking DDT off the top rope. You're not moving after that. And uh, one of them young buckies kick right out. And it, that, that's what I'm talking about. I can't suspend my belief when you're throwing a spot fist at me. That's unbelievable. Is, am I making any kind of sense here? Yeah, total sense. That's what I'm talking about. It, when I'm watching CM Punk and they're working, I, I, and I, I, I'm going back and, and Josh was almost given spot for spot. But it was, you know, uh, uh, shoulder tackle, knockdown, drag, uh, hip toss. And then they give it a few minutes, let it breathe, and have a little psychology. I love that shit because they're testing each other. And by the way, this is the first time we saw Darby Allen actually wrestle. I was pumped about that. Yeah, he was in spot fest. Okay, now you can now you can jump in. Now you can jump in. I'm I'm off my rant. No, I love it. I love it. Listen, I love when you talk about wrestling, man. It always fires me up. Um, first of all, with that, there's not much more I can say that you didn't already hit. You and I grew up in the same era of wrestling. We look for in our wrestling. Uh, that kind of pace of wrestling because we're looking for the story. We're looking for the domination. Uh, we're looking for the guy that looks more dominant in the match. We, it, it, When you have the Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, I couldn't tell who was more dominant. It was just one of those matches that, kept, like you said, kept you on the edge of your seat. You're just hoping and hoping yeah. and hoping the Lucha Brothers are going to win. In the Darby Allen versus uh, CM Punk match, that told a story. That story ended with CM Punk is the best in the world, and he knocked you on your ass. Darby Allen put in a hell mm-hmm. of an effort. He tried. He tried to make a comeback. But at the end of the day, CM Punk overwhelmed him. That was the whole point of that match. That was what you were looking for. And that's why most, if not all, uh, wrestling observers rated that match with an A+. And I will give it the same. There's no doubt about it. That is an A-plus match. That is that is everything you look for in a wrestling match. If if you go and take that match and you show all your young wrestlers that are coming up in the world, that is the match you take back to your up-and-comers and say, this is what we look for in wrestling. Both Darby Allen and Sam Punk. And by the way, 
Leland, you and I both know I'm not a, I'm not a Darby Allen fan, right? By no means. You've heard me shit on Darby Allen. I don't know how many times. Yeah. Guess who's a Darby Allen fan now? Me. And the reason mm-hmm. is is because of what he pulled off in that match. It was amazing. He did something that no wrestler is going to do. When uh, CM Punk grabbed him and tried to slingshot him back into the corner of the ring, you know most wrestlers. What do they do when they get shot shot into the turnbuckles? They 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 take the bump into the turnbuckles, put their arms over the rope, and wait for that wrestler to come. Either give him a super kick to the face, or yeah. give him a shoulder or some kind of splash in the middle into the into the turnbuckles. Correct? What did Allen do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he allowed Dar- he allowed CM Punk to look like he was a fucking Superman. Not only did he throw him into the corner of the ring, he threw him out of the ring, and Darby took one of the hardest bumps I've ever seen. And, and I was there yeah. live watching this, and I'm thinking to myself, I've I don't see wrestlers doing this. Like wrestlers just don't do this. Darby Allen's 98 he pounds soaking wet. He's taking sure. a huge risk taking those kind of bumps. Yeah. Like he could seriously be injured. And that dude got right back up, got right back in the ring, and kept following CM Punk's lead. Because we all know that CM Punk was running the match. Darby had no say so in that match. It, it, CM Punk was calling well, that entire there, fucking thing. And that that was very evident. I, I would say that, you know, if you ask, did, did CM Punk show any ring rust after seven years? I really don't think he did. And the reason he didn't physically is because he paced the match yeah if he would have went in there and tried to and tried to do a darby allen style match then we would have seen seven years of rust on him mm-hmm. but he paced it you're absolutely right if there's one thing that he really needs to tighten up it's call on the match he was making it almost obvious when he was calling it mm-hmm. um you know you, you just don't hug and bury your face in someone's back of their head like 15 times in a match you just don't do that so he needs to tighten that up for sure but that's that's smart marks that's that's what we're looking at and but it didn't it didn't bother me at all because when I when that match started, I knew there's no way CM Punk's losing this match. There's no way it's going to happen. No. Halfway through the match, I started wondering, holy shit, I think Darby Allen's going to win this fucking match. Just the way they were pacing it. That's what I'm talking about with suspending my belief. I knew in, I, I went into this match positive of something. Halfway through, I wasn't so positive. And by the time the thing I was positive about happened, I was shocked. Now I know that's that's a lot of that's a lot of twisting around, but that's what I'm talking about in a wrestling match. They suspended my belief for a second there, for a second. I'll tell you the biggest. Can can, can we move on to the biggest shock of the night? It yeah, wasn't, let's go. I, for I, me, I, I mean, I'm ready. The, let's do it. For me, the biggest shock of the night wasn't Adam Cole. It wasn't uh, um, spoiler Daniel Bryanson. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Yep. So the I mean the, the title the, sh- the title of our show is going to be all out recap right I mean that that's typically what we put on these kind of shows so uh, you got more problems is what I'm saying here Bab. Yep if you're not, if you were here listening for WWE tonight if you're if you're trying to get a little WWE recap you're not getting it tonight. Let me just put this out there uh, to my my loving brother. You may be a little bored with this show you you WWE Mark you may just be a little bored but anyway I digress. The biggest surprise for me on all in all out was Jericho not ending his career. Same. Didn't that really shocked me. That really shocked me because they set it up. They, okay. They suspended my belief again. I thought it was a great match. I thought that spot, that bump that uh, MJF took on the apron mm-hmm. in the middle of his back, that power bomb. Yep. Holy shit. How did he stand after that? I mean, that, that was a legit, like, Oh my God, that's gotta, that's gotta kill you right there. And he sold it. He sold it because it was easy to sell. The fucking thing hurt, period. There's no way that didn't hurt. If you see how these rings are put together, that apron, my friends, that's all metal. That is all steel right there. That match really shocked me. I I thought for sure 
that that we were going to watch. We were seeing uh, uh, Jericho's retirement match, and I I don't know what comes from this. I don't know if come Wednesday night. MJF comes out and he, you know, he, he talks shit about, oh, it was a schmoz and the referees on his side. I don't know how this is going to work. Uh, I will tell you, I'll give credit where credit's due. Listening to Busted Open and Bully Ray actually brought it up. And I thought, man, that's, that's fucking genius is why don't you put MJ off on ice? Let us forget that he lost that match and then bring him back after a few weeks and heat him up, heat him up again. Because if he comes out and starts talking shit, all these fans and these vocal fans, which you, you, you heard them. You've heard him twice now in the last, uh, what, two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. All these fans are going to scream at him, and you lost. You suck ass. Whatever it is. I mean, he's the, he's the worst, most despicable heel in history, period. And uh, yeah, the fans let him know, right? What were the fans doing when MJF came out? I'm sure there was booze across the stadium. It was. I know he was flipping people off. Were, they were flipping him off. What was, the ex- what was the experience in the crowd on that? There were two fans that were off to the side that, Believe it or not, and 15,000 people in an arena screaming at the top of their lungs, calling this guy a fucking idiot or throwing every profanity word they can at this guy. You could almost hear those two fans, and he addressed those fans. He literally walked off the ramp to go next to him because they were just screaming every obscenity in the world to this guy. And he and he yeah, flat out right before the match started. He got off the ramp, went right up, faced both of them, said he'd punch both of them in the face. And the one guy's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to mess with this. Put his hands up. MJF went yeah. back in the ring. Like... He has created so much heat. It's it's not even it's not even funny. But um, I got to be honest. You know when when I seen Jericho put his foot up on the on the two count, I immediately knew what that meant. When they go one two foot up three, MJF wins. I'm like I'm looking at my nephew by the way, who I took to the AEW. Never been to an AEW anything. Never even watched it on TV. Who is now an AEW fan because of this pay per view? By the way. Looks at me and goes, is that it? Did he lose? Is that it? Is Jericho done? I was like, no. There's that referee that just showed up because Wardlow came out, and he just happens to be standing by the ring. Jericho puts his leg up. That means that they're going to recall, and they're going to come back and ring the bell. I was like, watch. And that's what happened. I was like, now he's going to win. He's like, "Why? Do, how do you know so that Jericho's going to win? How do you know he's not going to lose? Because it's like they didn't go through all this effort for him to lose now. So Jericho's going to win. You, you so just look at him and weird. say, because, because I never... I never grew up, kid. I'm still watching wrestling. That's how I know. Okay, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Here, take a sip of beer before your father sees it. Of all the wrestling knowledge that I have, he's like, where did you get all this? I was like, dude, you start a podcast <laughs> and you immerse yourself in this world. Like, you learn a lot. Like, there's just, I mean, there's just so much to it. And he was like, I didn't even know all this existed in wrestling. He's like, technically, we weren't supposed to know all this existed in wrestling either. But it's now out in the world and we're all a bunch of smart marks and that's how it works now. But I was like, if you go to a so wrestling match, you, make sure you turn that smart mark brain off and just enjoy it for what yeah, it is. Yeah, enjoy it. You know? Enjoy it, yeah. Enjoy it for the talent. Enjoy it for the, the athleticism. Enjoy it for the storytelling. And like I, I've said it multiple times, get caught up into it. That's what you should do with wrestling. I wanted to ask you this question, though. Uh, I, I, I don't want to be off on this, but I may be. I don't know. <clears throat> was that, that was a dusty finish, right? Is that what they call a dusty finish? I think so, yeah. Where where it's like you, they yeah. Where they recall. do the, and you, you barely see that in wrestling, by the way. You, that hardly ever happens. No, they don't. They don't do the. They don't do the dusty finish too often. But that's 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 like the hook and ladder dusty finish, right? Where, you know, it didn't. You thought it ended one way, and then they restart the match, and it goes another way, or whatever. I, I didn't know if I was right on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what they call a, a dusty finish. And and that's that's the first thing that popped in my head when I saw it. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool, because we haven't seen that in forever. And uh, I, I don't know. I was pumped. I was pumped to see it. I, I just—it still shocks me that that Jericho won. 
because I don't. Can I be honest? My problem isn't that Jericho won. It. My problem isn't that he that he's going to continue to wrestle. My problem is I don't know what's next for him. Well, can I be honest about that? Yeah. I think AEW kind of slipped up on that finish. I think they should have let it finish out the way it did. Because then it can be like, well, Jericho never really lost, but he, he still lost heat. and had to retire. So he went out not necessarily a loser, but it created a lot of heat for MJF. So that could have been a really good thing for MJF going forward as a heel for that company. It He can always be known as the guy that put out Jericho, but not really. You know, like it, it could always be that. Instead, they yeah. restarted the match. Jericho wins. That was fucking horrible. Like you had it right the first time. You didn't need to do that. And as soon as I saw that the ref came out of the out of the back, you know, out of the out of the back there to to get rid of Wardlow and um, Jake Hager, I knew that was going something was fishy about that. Something just didn't feel right all of a sudden. Sure. Yeah. If the if the ref never came out and that went down the way it did, I would have just assumed that this was just creating more heat for MJF. But the fact that he told Aubrey what happened and they recalled the match. I was like, shit, like now he's going to win. Like this is, this was such a good setup for MJF. Like he could have got the major booze. He would have been the all time heel for AEW at that point. And I think AEW kind of dropped the ball on that finish. I think, I think overall it was a good match. Uh, am I disappointed that Jericho still wrestling for AEW? No, I love Jericho. He, he can come back, but I know, sure. I know last year at this yeah, time same. we were like, Oh fuck Jericho. We're done with him. We need to see more. Honestly, if he can, if he still wants to wrestle in AEW, that's great. If he just wants to kind of take a step back and let his inner circle guys have more of the spotlight now, get more wrestling matches with FTR versus Santana Ortiz, or just getting those guys mixed in the tag team titles a little bit more, I think I think that's the direction they need to go. I think now that Jericho and MJF are done, those two need to be put on ice, and now let the rest of the inner circle and the pinnacle actually have some relevancy now. Um, but I think by allowing Jericho to keep wrestling, that, that always has that just a little bit in the back of your head you're like are, they, are you gonna keep doing this shit like is this gonna be more of that jericho because sure. I, i'm i'm yeah, i'm sense. over it pal i love you but i'm over it you know like you should have let mjf well, finish it the way it was and just move on i've seen a lot of people like talk shit about that ending and specifically aubrey edwards on how you know you have another referee come down and and convince her to restart the match or whatever and blah 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 i've heard a lot of smart marks really you know, pissing on that and shitting on that added, that idea. Mm-hmm. I actually think that's a good idea. I'm going to tell you why. Because the only way that wrestling, pro wrestling, becomes legitimate in other people's eyes, not just wrestling fans, but in the rest of the world, the only way that becomes legitimate is if you make it like a real sport. And in real sports, we have instant replay where the refs get together, make sure the right call was made, and if it needs to be overturned, they overturn it. So I think that's a legitimate thing. I think that makes sense in the world of pro wrestling today. There's a reason that All Out hit ESPN Sports Center on Sunday night. It yeah. wasn't WWE. It wasn't NXT. It wasn't anything WWE or Vince McMahon related. It was AEW's All Out made it to Sports Center, and I think it's decisions like that because it legitimate it legit makes it legitimate. That, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the wrong call was made. Let's turn it over. Everybody, everybody, especially on SportsCenter, they, they all know that it's a work. But when you can get those guys in, in, in L.A. to switch to switch the channel and stop talking about whatever the fuck they're talking about right now, tennis or the fourth week of preseason football, whatever the fuck, and they're now they're talking about all elite wrestling, that's a big deal. 
And I think it's decisions like that. It's small decisions collectively like that, that that make this really legitimate. How can you, going back to the Lucha Brothers match, how can you discount the athleticism in this match? I you mean, can't. it was just, it was fucking phenomenal. The things they were pulling off, and I don't know how many how many moves they pulled off where I'm, I'm sitting here wondering, how did they not just break their neck on that? Oh, be, oh, by the way, because they're professionals, that's why. That's why. Which I'm so fucking excited that the Lucha Brothers are finally champs. Well, I think you and I have been screaming for the Lucha Brothers to be the tag champs since day one of all Forever. of Forever, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was day one. Because well, as way I back remember, when they were Dynamite the opened with a Lucha... Way back in 2019. Dynamite opened with a Lucha Brothers tag match. The very first Dynamite. I'm mm. yeah. uh, pretty sure that's when we started screaming that the Lucha Brothers should be the champs. Oh, but I was over on Private Party at, the t- at that time, too, and they've kind of fizzled for me. But yeah, Lucha Brothers for sure. Yeah. All around good pay-per-view. Um, Can we go back to uh, another match on this uh, card that I'd like to talk about and just get your insight on? And something that we've probably have talked about I don't know how many times, but I think it's important that we just bring this up once again. When I'm reading an For article, because sure, we're not says, even close to winding down, we haven't even brought we haven't even brought up the uh, the the big the big reveals for the night. So yeah, absolutely, let's do it. So uh, when I'm reading articles and it says that the Miro versus Kingston match is a B, but the Britt Baker versus Statlander match is an A. If you'd have told me that a year ago, at this time, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, "You're you're on drugs or you're smoking crack," because there's no way that Miro and and Kingston are going to put on a show, and you're telling me that Miro and Kingston didn't do as well as Britt Baker? Um, God, what a phenomenal athlete Britt Baker is. She has improved. Like there, I was watching her do things in that ring at, at, at All Out that I, I was not seeing her do a year ago. She just wasn't doing it. And granted, she was hurt at this time. So let's let's rewind it back even further. We're, we're talking about when they were trying to give her a push towards the belt, uh, and her her face run was just horrible, right? So as a, as a face character, she was just not getting it done, and her in ring skills were just weak. I had a little crush on her because I thought she was cute, but at the time it, it was it was just silly, uh, and kind of stupid, really, on my part to do that. But nonetheless, um, the, during those days, she just wasn't she just wasn't what she is today. Britt Baker today versus Britt Baker well, then. She wasn't a heel. Britt Baker today is going to kick the shit out of old Britt Baker any day of the week, and uh, yeah phenomenal athlete i i can't i can't i can't even i can't even continue to to think anymore on how much you can praise this woman for the incredible i won't even say a comeback but just the incredible like traction she's created over the last two years and how how far she's come it's just you never see that in wrestling when a wrestler starts out with a push and fucks it up they get buried they get fucking buried and she got out of the hole crawled out and became women's champion and in my opinion probably the women's champion of all of wrestling right now i don't i don't care you can say what you want about mm-hmm. becky lynch you can say what you want about the war women's champion with um that dumbass character nikki cross whatever you want to do with it you, you can say whatever you want um Britt baker is the best champion well, of, I would, all of women's. Wrestling. i would like to jump in you just let me know when i can i'm, I'm gonna end it right here Britt bakers is the best women's champion in all of wrestling, not just all elite, but all of, in my opinion, you you can rebut it, but I love that because I love when you create that content. So bring it to me. Yeah, I totally disagree. I think that she is an up and coming women's star, and I think on the on the roster, on the female roster for AEW, she's a champion. Does that make sense? Yeah. For, for that roster, I think she's the champ. Well, obviously she's the champ, but you know what I mean. Well, I Thunder Rose is a little better, star. but yeah, yeah. Go ahead. 
Thunder Rose is going to get her run, and I think it's coming very, very soon. Uh, but yeah, she she is, and she's taken her game. She's elevated it to the next level. When we saw Britt Baker come out as as uh, uh, as a face, I wasn't over on it. Like you said, absolutely, she had she had uh, eye appeal because she's cute and she looks good in her ring gear. That's about it. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't over on it all. Her her early work was botch city. This this woman couldn't get anything right in the in the ring, and you saw that. You saw that. She couldn't do it right. The fans weren't getting over on her. In the very beginning of, of Dynamite, they they made a push for her to take that title off of Rio. And and people weren't believing it. 110-pound Rio, they were they were believing was more legitimate than Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. Now you have Britt Baker as a legit badass, as a heel, and she stepped her game up. You can tell she's been working, probably with her husband, probably with Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. She's been working. Oh, you can tell. And and, and putting in those hours. You know, you know she is, and she looks a lot better. But when we're comparing her, when the litmus test... I'm sorry, I, I WWE, if there's one thing they still do very, very well, and they are on top of their game, it's the women's division. I don't think she holds a candle to Becky Lynch. I don't think she holds a candle to Bianca Belair. I don't think she holds a candle to Sasha Banks, and I sure as hell don't think she's even in the same class, the same conversation as Charlotte Flair. I, I just think she gets swallowed up. If she goes on in a smack, SmackDown or Raw and tries to compete in those divisions, in those women's divisions... I think she gets she gets turned into Mandy Rose and gets thrown on NXT in a mid card. That's what I think happens. It's not taking away from Britt Baker. It's saying that's where she's at in her career. Give her another few years, and if the if the women's division with with uh, with um, people coming in like um, uh, Ruby, well not Ruby Riot anymore, but Ru- Ruby Ruby Soho. Uh, Soho with with folks like that coming in and elevating that division, Thunder Rosa elevating that division, then maybe in, you know, three to five years, we're talking about Bray Baker, and I'm actually convinced on that level. But I think for AEW, she's a perfect champ. When she got busted open in that match with Thunder Rosa, she was over to the moon with those AEW fans because of what she did. That's never going to happen in SmackDown. It's never going to happen in Raw, first of all, because the men can't even bleed. Somebody breaks a fucking fingernail on Raw, and they, they, they shut the live broadcast down and go to commercial. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. So that it's just two different styles that will never clash. And if, if we ever get that litmus test, people like Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, those folks, they're going to have to come over to AEW to see what's actually up. And I'm sorry, if, she, if that happens, if Charlotte Flair, which... I have said it, I don't know how many times on this show, and you guys have laughed at me. If you don't think we're close to having a Charlotte Flair appearance on AEW, you're out of your mind. I think her dad backing out of his WWE nest egg on merchandising, I think him backing out of that tells the story. Her boyfriend, which is soon to be her husband, and her dad are now all elite. I don't think it's too far for for Charlotte. I really don't, especially if they keep butting her up, up with stupid fucking gimmick matches like they are right now. If she goes over there, then we might see Britt Baker step up to that elite level. No pun intended. Yeah, I think you're only as strong as your weakest link in your chain. But I I, I want to reiterate what I said so that we're clear. I said she is the best women's champion in all of wrestling. I didn't say she was the best women's wrestler in all of wrestling. So that we're clear. What have we seen Becky Lynch clear do point. lately? Yeah. We had not seen fair. shit. Uh, Nikki Cross will never convince me that she deserves that title or ever should be in the position she's in. She should be the one on NXT in the mid cards. Period. I'm just iterating that best women's champion currently. If Becky Lynch gets a few more matches under her belt and she puts on some five stars, then I'll say, okay, Becky Lynch is the best women's champion in all of wrestling today. But 
Britt Baker has been putting on five-star matches for months now. So, in my opinion, uh, Ruby Soho is going to give Britt Baker something to sweat about. Because I'm going to tell you, Ruby Soho, love her or hate her, is a hell of a damn good wrestler. You go back to her Ruby Riot days with the Riot Squad, that woman was putting on matches that were unbelievable, especially in NXT. So, say what you will about her, how you feel about her. Um, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Ruby Soho is going to be wrestling for that She's championship. Legit. And guess what She's else is legit, inevitable? Yeah. It's going to be a Ruby Soho versus Thunder Rosa championship match. It's coming. It's coming. Britt Baker won't even be in the discussion. Well, they already previewed it. It's, it. Britt Baker's not even going to be in the discussion six to eight, nine months from now. She's not even going to be a title holder. I'm just simply stating right now, today, September the 8th, 2021. Britt Baker is the best women's champion today. Tomorrow, that could be a different story. A week from now, that could be a different story. Once Becky Lynch gets a few wrestling matches under her belt after being gone from wrestling, that could be a different story. I just wanted to be clear on that. I don't. I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying about Britt because I know how you. I know no, how I can get over the top, and I know you have to ground me out, and I get really crazy when I talk wrestling. <laughs> I can really get out of hand, but I'm just saying we all do that. Just best women's champion, and and I don't think you. I, I I don't I don't think you agree with that necessarily. I would say that you still feel Becky Lynch has earned that spot just based off her previous matches that she's had at WrestleMania with Ronda Rousey and in the mini that she's put on with Charlotte Flair. Yes, I get that. Yes, I'm saying today. What have you done for me lately today? Type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah. No, I understand that. You know, uh, one thing that you're it kind of tapped into what I, something I was thinking last night is how has the um. The WWE has pulled this wool over our eyes where if you look at what AEW is doing, when whoever it is, whether it's the tag title holders, uh, women's or even the heavyweight champion or TNT champion, whoever's the champion of whatever division, they hold that title for a long time. They have a good long run. And when they lose the title, there's not a back and forth. There's not a really a rematch that, you know, the, the title goes back and forth it's like we've watched WWE for so long and they've 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 created wrestling, right? If it didn't happen in the WWE, it didn't happen at all. And that's what they do is they have one, you know, they'll have a champion lose the title on a pay-per-view next in that Monday night. It just it just happened to Charlotte Flair just recently. L- win the title at uh, SummerSlam, the next Monday night you lose the title. Mm-hmm. That's not happening in AEW. And it's dawning on me that I better appreciate what I have today in AEW. I better appreciate that I have Kenny Omega as my champion because when he drops the title, he's not going to get it for a while or if ever I, I, I better appreciate that Cody Rhodes was our TNT title holder because he's, he hasn't taken it from Miro. I better appreciate Miro has it. I better appreciate the Lucha brothers now have the tag titles. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just, it just feels like they're forcing us to live in the now that, Hey, this is how wrestling's supposed to be. You have a good long run you give it some chance to, to, to gain some speed and, and they're taking their time. I, I'd love to see MJF as the heavyweight champion, but in reality, it's going to take a little while. It's going to take a little while. He looks great as this legend killer persona. Um, no, you know, not trying to take from Randy Orton, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's good in those roles because he doesn't need a title. Blood foods, blood feuds are good, good enough for him. Um, but I know that when he gets that title, it's going to be a good long run, and I better appreciate every minute of it because he may, it may be the only time he gets the damn title. I don't know. I, I wonder like, if they stick with that. I feel like Moxley's going. You can you can kind of get the vibe that Moxley's going to come back. <clears throat> you kind of get you kind of sense that Moxley's going to be back for that title. Moxley's probably going to carry it again. Like you kind of just get that vibe. 
but it, it's just a matter of time, maybe, for some of some of those kind of guys. Moxley looks like a two-time AEW champion kind of guy, like he's going to carry it again. Um, but man, when you load up the roster with guys like Adam Cole, Brian uh, Danielson, and uh, uh, CM Punk, plus you still got oh Kenny mm-hmm. Omega out there. Um, still holding the title, like guys like that that are currently Looking in the solid. mix. It's so hard to say that, yeah, you know, Moxley will hold it. Moxley is going to be in the championship picture. Let's put it that way. But it's going to be against one of those guys, Punk. Uh, I mean, a Punk Moxley match. Jesus, can you imagine that? What's going to happen when that goes down? Especially if it's a title match. I guess here's what I mean by this, and I just don't want to lose my my thought here because I'm I'm going 100 miles an hour. If if John Moxley is a one-time AEW heavyweight champion, and it lasted over a year, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, the way they're framing is, is that more um, credible than the 16 times that John Cena was champion? It's hard to say. You see what I'm saying? Moxley won the title and lost the title one time each. John Cena won and lost it 16 times. And I know I could make the comparison with Ric Flair, but you can't really do that because you're talking about three different companies that, that combined. Well, and the ranking front. system kind of prevents John that C- from happening, too. Exactly. But John Cena was the six, is 16-time champion in WWE. Yep. And, and, and you know, so what? what is more He'll valuable, be 17, the 16 by the way, times somewhat. or the one time? At some point, they're going to finally. And I thought it was going to happen this year, but it didn't. No. But see, see what I'm saying is I, I think it's more credible the way that AEW is doing it is that John Moxley was the heavyweight champion for AEW and he held it for over a year. I don't have the number in front of me, but I know it was, it was a good long run that I think that's more credible. Not to mention he did it in the middle of a pandemic. Which, well, and, and, and honestly, I think that pretty impressive some point Miro and Moxley are going to cross paths. I mean, I could see Moxley being the TNT champ for a little while, you know, it, it's shit like that. Um, not not and not to I go think off. He's this. really enjoying the stuff he's doing with New Japan, though. And, yeah, and now he's, he's the GCW champion. He's the guy that you would want to use for that. He's exactly the guy that you want to use to open the door to allow New Japan wrestling in and allow all these guys to come over and start. Re- Moxley is perfect for that role. That's what you want. But when mm-hmm. when that shit's over, when when they're done running this, Moxley's going for a title. It's either going to be the AEW championship. Or the TNT Championship. The cool thing about the TNT Championship, that's a call-out belt. That's not one that goes off ranking. Um, AEW Championship is all ranking system. So the, the cool thing about the TNT title is that you, you can call somebody out, go for that title. I could see Moxley holding that belt uh, for a while. And, 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 and it, it, Tony Khan said that is not a mid-card belt. He doesn't even like re- referencing mid-card, nothing. He feels like that's just an just as an elite belt. Is the AEW title, and that's fine. It's a mid-card belt, Tony. I'm sorry. Well, the way he's treating it, I don't disagree. The way he's treating it and using that belt, I don't disagree with him. He's it's not still treating a it like belt. it's a mid-card belt. It, it, I just see John holding it well, because he's going to help some young up-and-comers. He's he's going to bring out the best yeah. in a lot of these young guys and make them best. That's what that TNT title is for, to give young guys a chance to get the spotlight in a title match. You're right, I'm, but that, that, that main event's dynamite a lot. Sure, yeah. The TNT you're right. title does. Yeah. It hasn't main evented a, a pay-per-view yet, but it main events Dynamite a lot. Oh, sure, and, and Rampage. And, and and honestly, I think for me, you know, as, as, a, as a fan, I like that it's used that way. I really do. I really like to watch I guys like Orange Cassidy or Jungle Boy go for that title, give us an opportunity to see how they can run in a title match and, and get over on these guys. I love that. I, I, I think that 
Kingston would have been one hell of a TNT champ, and I think he would have been over to the moon with that belt. But that's the problem. Kingston isn't a TNT champion. He should be... Honestly, I think he should be going for tag titles or, or you know, in the mix of the uh, A-card style, like an upper-card shit. And the only reason I say that, I know he doesn't look the type. I know he doesn't look like he fits the role. But Kingston really should be more in the in the antagonizer for the for the elite, like giving those guys a, a fucking hard time. You know, that's just his character. That's where he belongs. He needs to be fucking threatening Adam Cole now. He needs to be going after the Bucks. He needs. They they put Frankie Kazarian in that role, and I'm like, why? Why Frankie? Love Frankie Kazarian. Old Impact guy. Love him. Love him. Can't say shit about Frankie. If anybody talks shit about Frankie Kazarian, you need to be slapped in the face. He's a good man and a good wrestler. But why is he the elite hunter? Why isn't Kingston that role? Like, why didn't they do that? Maybe I just don't get wrestling enough, but why? Well, let me ask you another question. Who do you think is going to make a bigger impact? Do you think it's going to be Daniel Bryanson? Or do you think it's going to be... <laughs> Brian Cole? Danielson? Um, let's say... Yeah, it's hard for me, too. Let's I'm say, still stuck let's on Daniel Bryan. Am I, am I saying it right? I did yeah, say you it said wrong, Daniel Bryanson. I, I don't blame you. I, I get stuck on it, too. He's, gonna be he's really been Daniel Bryan for so fucking Brian long. Brian Danielson. Yeah. Oh, Brian Danielson. There you go. That's how I'm going to have to remember. Oh, God. Gonna, you meant to say Goldberg, didn't you? I did, mean, I did mean to get say Goldberg. I, was, I, had a, I had a nice segue I was trying to hit right there. I was trying to pull my best Dan Patrick ever, and it didn't work. So <laughs> let's just go ahead and, you know, we can edit that out later. Who gives a fuck? Keep going, man. Let's keep five the, years I'm, I'm, a, I'm enjoying this recording. Let's just keep growing. Keep, keep, who keep do you think is going to make the bigger impact in five years? Who, as I, have, I have a very big opinion on this, but I want to hear yours first. MJF. In five years, <laughs> who's going to? That's not your question. Your question is between, of the guys that came between in. Daniel Bryanson and and Adam Cole. It's MJF. Um, that's a good question because Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson, he's kind of at his latter part of his career, while Adam Cole is still in the thick of it. Um, I think in five years it's going to be Adam Cole. I agree. I completely agree. Uh, when I when we were talking about this, which I, I put on our text earlier today, that um, my wife is now back into wrestling. She watches wrestling with me here and there. She gets into all the pay per views, but she doesn't watch weekly wrestling like like we do, right? I, I think I think your wife Melissa is probably the same way, right? She's just not not engaged a hundred percent after All Out. Now my wife is because first of all, she's she's a huge um, Daniel Bryanson fan. Brian Daniel. Daniel What the Brian, fuck is his name? Brian Danielson. <laughs> Brian Daniels. God, I can't say his fuck. That's going to take forever. Gonna I'm going to have to get the t-shirt just so I know. I'm going to have to buy the t-shirt, I swear to God. But she's a huge fan now, and she looks at me and says, okay, I'm all in. No pun intended. I'm all in. I'm, I'm watching this now because he's here. Now, I did it. I, we went into some heavy wrestling talk last night, which I, I loved. And I said, Adam Cole's the one who stole the show. Because I'm telling you, and I said it on our text, and I want to see if you agree with me. I don't think Josh did, but I think you may. Mm. If you go back to 1997 and Shawn Michaels goes to the NWO or Shawn Michaels goes to WCW, that's equal to what just happened at All Out. Adam Cole is the next Shawn Michaels. Everybody has said it. Any, hell, Shawn Michaels said it. And he just went to a competing company, and he's happy to do it. I think he's the real winner. I really do. Now, I think it's really smart that they're pitting the two against each other right out the gate. I think that's really smart. Uh, you know, I think it's smart, too. Do you think they're going with a Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole angle? Is that what we're going to get right away? 
It seems to be. It seems to be just just early. Um, well, okay. So you were at the you were at All Out when they shut the cameras off. I heard that. Um, well, I'm going to call him Daniel Bryan because I'm I'm clearly fucked in the head. Uh, that he cut a promo. Was, is that true? That he did he cut a promo after the, the? Okay, so what was that promo? What what, what entailed? So Daniel Bryan at the end of the show basically said that uh, he said that he loved the place he worked before. And he knows a lot of people in AEW, especially fans, aren't always a big fan of WWE. But he loved working for WWE. So he didn't leave them because he disliked them. He left them because he wanted to be on a wrestling show. And AEW is a wrestling show. And then three, Good point. he just loves the fans. So the, 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 the long and short of it was is that he was basically just explaining why he's at AEW. And mostly because he felt like the talent there uh, was more exciting than, than the same guys he's been wrestling against for the last 15 years. He, he just needed a new, he needed a change of scenery and he needed to wrestle new guys. And mostly that was jungle boy. So when he came to jungle boy's side, you know, that was kind of the direction they were going in. Um, but I think I'm ready for an Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan angle though. I'm not going to lie to you. I think that would be wise if that's where they go right away because this help this helps build these guys' ranking system up right away right so if they get enough matches in enough mm-hmm. wins under their belts that that puts their ranking up but what you don't want to do too much is that because if if either one of them gets too many losses right away um you're looking at like possibilities that you're you're burying the new guys that you just brought in to help build your company so i think having angles with like jungle boy or having angles with uh uh, what is it, the the 2.0 or whatever the fuck those guys' names are, um, would be a He's good direction for Daniel Bryan to go they're in. waste of time. Right. Yeah, they're a waste of time. Right. I, I'm not impressed. Here's the thing. I, I, I want to see this. I want to see Adam Cole. I want to see Daniel Bryan because the WWE never gave that to us. Okay. Uh, maybe if I go far. but No, not even if I go far back in NXT. They, they, they never gave it to us. So I want to see that. However, Tony Khan, AEW, all the talent, whoever's involved in this, they've got to be careful. Because now, now AEW, now, they have a lot of ex-WWE talent. Mm-hmm. And what you don't want to happen is that they become ex-WWE uh, forced. You don't want ex-WWE to hold all the titles. And that, and that's that's what you got to be careful with. I'm not saying that they start fighting for the championship. Uh, because I think Kenny Omega secured that. I, I think Kenny Omega is the champion for the next 90 days at least. Into the next pay-per-view. Um, if he didn't lose it to, I'm glad he didn't lose it to Christian, but I I think, uh, he's going to be the champ for a while. Or who do you want to see Kenny Omega be pinned by to win that championship belt? Who's the next guy you want to see? I'm not even going to spitball a name because I haven't put any thought to it at all. I I I was happy when Kenny won. Um, before you jump into that, I want, I want to finish my thought here. So they've got to be careful putting, putting those two together too much. I think the way you can do it is you already see that the new Bullet Club, you know, it, which the Bullet Club is already kind of formed, but now you kind you kind of see that the old Bullet Club, for, you know, is coming back. The ROH, whatever it is, mm. um, you elite, have that little faction, the, the elite, yeah. exactly, the elite Bullet Club, whatever the fuck. Uh, you have that faction. You can work now. You can work some three-way tag matches here by putting Daniel Bryan with the with the uh, Jurassic Express. You can work that to make some sense and be very, very entertaining. Um, that way, everybody's getting a shine off of these two big names from Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan. So I, I, that's the way they've got to do it. If they just go right into a blood feud right away, then they're feeding into WWE heavy. 
Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's what they've done a really good job. They've done a really good job of not doing that and making them come up the rankings. Now, we've all said it 100 times. Brock Lesnar walks in, fuck those rankings. It doesn't matter. He's kicking ass. But we all know now that Brock Lesnar's not going to do that. So take your time. Let this thing breathe. AEW is really, really good at that. End of case. I rest my case, Your Honor. Go ahead with what you're going to say. Adam Hangman Page. That's who I want to see win the title next. I, I know we have CM Punk. I know we have Daniel Bryan. And I'm aware of Adam Cole's presence. But I I will not give up on the Adam Hangman Page angle until I see it come all the way through. Goes full circle. Adam Page is elite, by mm-hmm. the way. Let's not forget this. He's just as good as friends with Adam Cole, the Bucks, and all those guys. That's where he belongs. That's his boys. But the problem is, is the angle right now is that he's against his old faction. And now that you've had Adam Cole in the mix, mm-hmm. and now one of his other best friends is now in that group and he's still the outsider you have a new angle you can have adam cole and, and page go at it for a while to to help rebuild those those ranking systems and things like that but i really want to see adam hangman page win the title belt that that's that was kind of my point i was hoping maybe you were still in that adam cole or adam cole uh adam page not adam cole uh train well uh, yeah i really do like adam page and the minute that that name fell out of your mouth i i totally agreed um and that would be a good baby face for that to happen to because he's got that that what the cowboy shit the the stone cold kind of thing going mm-hmm. yep. um to beat Kenny Omega you know cuz Kenny Omega is got the obnoxious um heel i mean here in many ways Kenny Omega reminds me of 86 Flair you know with the weird suits and the flashiness and the you know the just over the top uh so yeah you pair that with a dusty roads type character um that could be very entertaining. And I do, I want to see the AEW title. That's why I'm hesitant. And I was hesitant answering that question because uh, I want to see the AEW heavyweight championship. I want to see, I want to see that stay homegrown. I'm not ready for another ex WWE guy. I'm not ready for another Moxley to have that. I thought Moxley did a fantastic job being the champion, but I still thought that it should have been an AEW guy I agree. because that's your heavyweight title. Yep. And, 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 and that's why I'm, that's why I'm cool with Omega having it. I think I think Omega's doing his best work as a heel on AEW right now. He's he is hands down. He was and over, anybody by the that way. wants to argue with me on this, anybody that wants to argue with me on this are, are fucking crazy. Kenny Omega is hands down is hands down the best wrestler right now. Period. Mm-hmm. He is the best technical wrestler, the best spot fest, whatever the fuck you want to call him. He's the dude. You've said a couple times that he's over in Chicago. Dude, this this guy's over everywhere from Tokyo to fucking San no, Francisco. No, I get it. I was just saying that in that pay-per-view, not one single boo. Yeah. Not one single boo. He was healing it up, and the fans did not give a shit. He got the Terminator well, there clap. Go. There you go. He got people bowing to him in the stadium, and he's talking shit like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and everybody in the stands fucking agreed with him. There wasn't one person that was like, boo, you're a fucking heel. Everybody's like, yep, you are the fucking best, man. We agree. Um, So I feel like Kenny Omega's heel run is going to be coming to an end maybe in the next few months. But nonetheless, uh, people are fucking over on Kenny. Kenny Kenny right now can do no wrong in AEW with the AEW fans. I'm sure there's some WWE fans out there that want to talk shit about him. But AEW fans love Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is at such a different level right now that everybody around him is got the constant shine. And let me tell you what I mean. Don Callis' suit used to be white. He shined up so much it turned bright pink. Mm-hmm. That's what Kenny Omega's doing. When Kenny Omega walks through the door, if you're standing next to him, you're instant shine. 
Mm-hmm. That's how fucking good he is. Every, and here's the big difference. And I don't want to dig into this too much. We're, we're running into a time here. Kenny, AEW is, is feeding the, the, the wrestling fans in our, in, in our group, 18 to 49. They're feeding us what we want on a daily basis. We can't get enough, right? WWE is catering to the kids. Look at the crowds, man. How many kids did you see in, in attendance at All Out? I mean, honestly, when you were walking through the crowds and wow. buying the merch and the fucking ice creams, you saw one kid, right? One child. Out of 15,000 people. It was weird. You saw one kid. Him. Like, I saw a child, and, I, and for right. a split second, I thought, should that kid even be here? And I thought, oh, yeah, this is wrestling. Exactly. Why can't he okay. be here? But that's, how, that's what the atmosphere felt like, is like, should that kid be here? They're feeding our demographic. They're feeding us exactly what we want. They're feeding us the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. When you look at Raw, when you look at SmackDown, when you look at, well, not so much NXT, Raw and SmackDown, when you look at those companies and, and those shows, you see a lot of kids. It's Disney. Folks, we are no longer, I'm, I'm talking all of our fans right now, we're no longer in the PG era of, 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 of WWE. We're in the Disney era. I said it a couple weeks ago on our show, and I'm going to say it again. We're in the Disney era. That's what this thing has got to be coined because that's what they're catering to. The storylines are simple. The storylines are goofy. Look what the fuck they Cartoon did Network, with um, era. yeah, whatever you want to call it. Exactly. That's what's we're in. We're in the Disney era of of, of 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 WWE. So you can't you can't compare the two anymore. And that's the big thing here. You cannot compare the two. When you're watching AEW, you're seeing the wrestling I grew up on, the wrestling I love, the wrestling I can't get enough of. That's why I'm so over on AEW. And that's also why when I talk to people that are either young or or above 55 that are huge WWE marks, I can't understand what they're telling me. I can't understand what they're saying because how can you watch AEW? How can you watch All Out last Sunday and tell me that isn't the greatest fucking pay-per-view since WrestleMania 17? How can you tell me that? It's very difficult for me to understand that. I don't get it either. When Josh said that he only gave it like, what, a 3.5, the big dog day? And you and I are both like, and, jo- it's and a Josh five is in our generation. Five, like, where are you getting this 3.6 yeah. or this 3.1? And for Josh, that's a pretty good score. But let me, let me before we call it a night, let me just say one thing about that. This this pay-per-view gave everybody what they wanted. It, it, Josh was looking, he was breaking it down from individual matches and thought that by doing that, he could come up with a more proper score. I didn't look at uh, uh, Britt Baker's match as the overall tell of this pay-per-view. I didn't look at the Lucha Brothers being the overall tell of this pay-per-view. I didn't look at CM Punk, Daniel Bryanson showing up. I didn't. I didn't. You see, now I'm doing it. Brian Danielson. Yeah. Um. I didn't look Stop at it. it. Like I'm gonna that. get the T-shirt. I'm gonna have to get this weekend when I'm gonna hang out with you. I'm gonna have to go get the fucking T-shirt. We're, we're so getting shirts, man. We're gonna get a fuck ton. Um. And so, what I looked at with this pay-per-view was is that from beginning to end of the card fans got what they wanted it didn't matter if you weren't over on one match you had 15,000 people in that in that crowd I can guarantee you of the 15,000 50 percent of them which is still a lot by the way love that CM Punk match because they love the pacing while the other may not have because that wasn't their style of match but they just got the Lucha Brothers and the fucking Young Bucks and that's exactly what the other 50% wanted. So what's the complaint here? Where where can we say that we're going to base it off oh well the CM Punk match was slow so we're going to go ahead and take that down a couple scores or oh hey there was too many spot fests going on in Lucha Brothers we're going to go ahead and take that down a couple steps. You can't look at it like that. You got to look at it from a whole. And that that pay-per-view gave everyone in that arena plus the people sitting at home exactly what they wanted and to shit on that just makes no sense to me. That was a five-star pay-per-view was five out of five 10 out of 10 20 out of 20 whatever your score ranking system is that's what it was because it did deliver and 
Pritchard himself even said that that pay-per-view, before it even aired, before it even hit TV, said that that was going to be a game-changing pay-per-view, and for damn sure it was. Those are my closing thoughts. You hit every nail on the head. You lined them up 50 at a time. You hit every one of them perfectly. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't hit your thumb once. That is exactly what I'm talking about. That show delivered. What you're saying, and to put an exclamation point on what you're saying, is it wasn't built around one match. A lot of what we see with, with wrestling, and some of AEW has done it before, a lot of what we see is built around one match. They didn't do that at all out. We knew that the whole night from start to finish was going to be fire. We knew that it was going to deliver. We knew that it was going to have a great, compelling matches and storylines, and they did that one after another. Oh, and by the way, they sprinkled in three big surprises, two of which came back-to-back at the very end of the show, the very end of the show. So that show, that 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 pay-per-view got a 5 out of 5 rating for me before the two big surprises even showed up. Mm-hmm. Same. Because of what they were doing. I'll tell you right now, we didn't talk about a whole we talked a lot about Kenny Omega, but that Kenny Omega and Christian match was was I, I didn't see nothing wrong with it. It was an A-plus match too. Yeah, that's the shame. We didn't even bring that I mean, up. Maybe maybe they didn't need the table spot which was almost became horrific really quick when the the fucking legs of the table came through the table. Um, We didn't even, you're right, we haven't even mentioned it. But that match alone, that was one of the best main events we've seen all year. Top five main events in any pay-per-view in any company we've seen all year. It was a brutal match. And it was brutal. It wasn't even overshadowed by, it wasn't even overshadowed by the the two folks coming in to surprise everybody. It was because the rest of the card was so freaking good that it just blended in. That's what I'm saying. If the whole card was built around Kenny Omega and Christian, then I would have felt gypped. Mm-hmm. But because the rest of the card was so good that it just it just flowed. The whole show flowed together. I'm telling you, it was a it was a decently long pay per view. And when we hit the main event, even my wife looked at me and said, "Oh wow, that was quick." No, that wasn't quick. We've just been that entertained. Oh, dude. Because you're used to WWE where you're waiting for this. the I next match to be like, okay, I have to say this. We were there. No. My nephew and I were there. And I look at him and, and I said, it's over? Because Daniel Daniel Bryan came out, said his shit, was leaving. He was giving everybody a high five. I see people standing up, getting ready to leave the arena. I look at my watch and it's 11.10. 11.10 p.m. And I'm like, yeah. we got here at 5.30. No, I'm sorry. We got there at 4.30. <laughs> I was like, we got here at 4.30. And I, I literally feel like this has only been like two hours. I, I, when I went to look at my watch, I expected to see like 9.30 on my watch, but it was 11.10 p.m. Central Time. It, that's how engaging it was that I didn't even know what time it was when Daniel Bryan got off the mic. Sorry about that. I know I already gave my closing thoughts, but literally, that I had to throw that in. It, it, time went by so I have fast. One, I have one question that is completely non-related to wrestling and what we saw. Did you get any merch? Were you able to buy any merch at this thing, this pay per view? You should have seen the lines to the merch stands. I knew it was going to be a pointless thing to do. Plus, wrestling tees was there. Well, you would mention pro wrestling. You would mention that um, you you would mention that in Dynamite and the Rampage that you went to that it wasn't even worth it because the merch table sold out within before the well, show. And, even and I think it's because I got so there late. I was late. just wondering. I got there sure. late for Dynamite and Rampage. Well, well I don't was worry. Not late. This weekend, I wasn't late to this uh, weekend. We're going to get. We're gonna get you guys moved into your new house, and mm-hmm. then we're gonna go hang out. I'm not homeless in Chicago. Anymore. We're gonna go. We're, you're not homeless. God bless. We're gonna go to uh, Pro Wrestling Tees and gather up all that merch that you didn't get a chance to buy because now it's all gonna be on discount. And um, 
Man, I can't even segue whether you heal, whether you're babyface. You do you, baby. Dogcast Production.